0: From Relay FM, this is Download, recorded Wednesday, November 22nd, 2017. This is episode 31, Year of Experimentation. Welcome to Download, a weekly look at the most interesting stories in the world of technology and other stuff you care about. I am your host, Jason Snell, and I'm joined by two wonderful guests. This is Thanksgiving week in the United States, and so we are leaving the United States. Well, I'm not, and Stephen Hackett's not, but our guests are not from the United States. It's the non-U.S. edition of Download. Tom Warren, senior editor at The Verge, joins us from London. Hi, Tom.
1: Hello there. Thanks for being this, on. This is the international download podcast, essentially. It,
0: it is the international download podcast, which is good because I'm not sure the FCC will allow this podcast to be downloaded at high speed in the uh, United States anymore.
1: That's yeah, exactly. I, I'll be able to download it at super speed tomorrow, yeah, whenever it, it is.
0: Ex- exactly right. Exactly right. It might already be tomorrow there. Who knows? Uh, Andrzej Tomic <laughs> is here from, uh, from Ljubljana, Slovenia. He is the most renowned tech. Uh, journalist in all of Slovenia. Hi, Anje. Can,
2: can you please stop saying that?
0: Okay. I mean, it's not true. It's uh, probably, I don't really know, but as far as yeah, I'm concerned, yeah. you're number one with me. You're number one yeah. in my book.
2: Yeah, or I'm just some guy with a microphone. You never know. You I, know? I don't actually
0: and, know. You could be.
2: Yeah. And let's be honest. Like, I'm the only international person here. Like, Tom's in the UK. That doesn't count,
1: right? Oh.
2: Because, <laughs> like, well, America kind of began as England, right? Hmm. So, you know
1: this is getting yeah. dangerous um and i, I yeah you know, independence day territory
0: i think the uk yeah. is getting more international all the time in some ways um anyway
3: oh. or is it less oh. i don't know <laughs> stephen hackett is
0: here he's in tennessee hi i don't what is happening <laughs> this is a whole whole situation we've stumbled into today it's there, there are so many international norms we're violating right now but it's okay because it's uh, we're just gonna stuff ourselves with turkey and forget all about it tomorrow that's right. Yeah. All right. Let's get to it. The most interesting stories of this interestingly sort of slow news week. Uh, but there's interesting stuff. There's always interesting stuff happening as chosen by me and Stephen Hackett. Topic number one, we have two people who know a lot about smartphones and the smartphone world at large here with us. The, uh, the, the, the stuff that's coming out in 2017 is basically out now the flagships are all here they're all pretty great um and i wanted to check in with tom and Anja about uh sort of like this what's the lay of the land we got iphones the s8 the one plus 5t essential pixel LG V 30 lots of flagship phones out there what's the um wh- let's let's start with just a big broad overall question which is what's the what's the overall state of affairs in smartphones these days is it is it uh all pretty good and uh and pretty, you know, just uh, just every, everything's great. Or are there pro- are there problems? Are there glaring issues? What's the if you were looking back at at uh, twenty seventeen and smartphones, um, Tom? What do you think? Uh, where are we now?
1: Um, I don't want to say it's a mess, but it's it's not like great. I think it's it's essentially been a year of experimentation in terms of hardware, like trying to get the screen uh, bezelless, so edge to edge. And I think we've seen. Instead of seeing like great devices like we might have seen the year before, we've seen some devices that have compromises. Um, and I think we've seen that on on the Pixel Two and the LG devices, the screens aren't quite aren't quite there. Um, and even obviously on the iPhone, you've got the notch and stuff. Even though it might not be a big deal, but it's still there's there's compromises in all of these sort of different top end phones. Um, even the, the Essential Phone has a massive like eye notch as well. Um, so yeah, I, if I looked back, I'd say it's usually pretty in, um, easy for us to be like, this is the best phone to buy and this is the one you should buy. But I think this year it's pretty difficult to do that. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of been a bit, a bit of a weird year for smartphones.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. And th- like most of the flagships have something wrong with them. Like they fell on their face at, at, at least something they do. Like, you know, with the Essential phone, uh, you you have the camera, which is just weird how bad that is. I've actually taken a couple of pictures. It's just, I don't understand that, how that can happen with the phone that got like a lot of stuff right, basically, but then the camera kind of, you know, lets it down. And then with the Pixel and the LGs, you, 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 you just see it that, you know, LG can't really make an OLED screen that is, that is as good as the Samsung ones. So you have those things. And I just saw, uh, I haven't like tested it yet, but I really want to test the uh, Razer phone which apparently, you know, it does some, like most of the stuff, right? But then apparently the camera again is kind of crappy. Um, and then we also saw the apparently now normal $1,000 over here, 1,300 euros price tag, which is apparently a thing that is perfectly fine and makes sense. And it's just, it's okay. Which I think that's the biggest thing. Just We just have like a thousand insert currency here, phones now, which really wasn't the case before.
1: Yeah, if, if you're if you're going for like the iPhone side of things, you've got to decide on spending a thousand dollars, or buying a phone that's got yeah, it's got wireless charging and stuff, but it's got a three year old design at this point. Um, so you're kind of kind of stuck there as well like there's no there's no perfect phone i don't know whether that speaks to it being more of a competitive landscape this year um or just people like messing stuff up because i think the lg and and the pixel um pixel 2xl that like those displays are from lg display and they they haven't been great um and and then you've got like the One Plus, um, which does a lot of great stuff. But then the camera lets it down. And like you were saying, the essential phone as well. So it's it's it's, it's a really I don't know. It's a really hard time to be. Just, you know, with family members, especially I guess especially in the US, at Thanksgiving they'll come up and be like, "What's the best laptop?" or "What's the best phone?" And there's no like really real easy answer for the phone side at the moment.
0: I mean, to I think you made a good point earlier, Tom, about how. Uh, this is a year where there was some, some ambition and some striving to do some new things in the phone market. And this is the result. Yeah. But I mean, that that's sort of the decision, right? Is this could have been a boring year where everybody just sort of released another version of exactly what they released last year. And instead, it feels like everybody's, you know, they want to push into these new areas. But this is the price, which is they're all not quite right. But at least yeah. they're interesting. I mean, they've got that going for it. But you're right. What do you say in the end? It's like, okay, there are these really expensive, Expensive. The iPhone 10 is is great, uh, and people ask me, "Oh, how about the iPhone 10?" I said, "It's great. It's really expensive. I don't know if you really want it." You know, my wife bought an iPhone 8. My mom wants an iPhone 8. They don't want the iPhone 10, even though it's really good because it's kind of weird and different and expensive.
1: So why not get something less? What um, phones are you guys using? So you're obviously using the iPhone 10.
2: Oh yeah, I'm still on the Nexus 6P because I just can't decide what to upgrade to uh the the v uh the lgv 30 is coming i think like in a couple of weeks so uh, i've got my hands on it before but i'll be, i'll we'll be able to buy it over here i'm actually looking at that because of the second camera which has a wide-angle lens which that's intriguing to me but you know it's like a compromise because i the portrait mode i just can't get really i can't really get behind that Because even, like, my Nexus 6P, which is, like, like two years old now or something, I I don't even know anymore, (laughs) like, it it had some sort of portrait mode, and I thought, like, when the iPhone came out, the iPhones is going to be way better, and then I tested the iPhone, it's like, it is better, but it's not perfect, and I just somehow assumed, like, one of the phones is going to get it right, and the blurring is going to be, you know, it's just going to work at some point, and it kind of doesn't, at least in my experience, so yeah, I, I don't know, yeah.
1: As I say, the LG has also got the quad DAC in it as well. So if you're if you're someone who you know is listening on the headphones and really care like an audiophile, if you really care about um, the way music works, in it's pretty good on the LG 330.
2: Yeah, but then the front-facing cameras, crap. Like, I, yeah, it just it's yeah, a lot of misses this year, basically. But are we all on board with the you know the 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 screen has to be the entire front uh, side of the phone? Is that like, we're just going to let that go and that's the direction we're all going in? Or is something like the razor phone at least more interesting than the others? Because it has like a couple of decent front-facing speakers. I just don't want to give up on the front-facing speakers, basically. And with the notch and the Essential phone, that's apparently where we're going. But are we all okay with that? They're just like, I'm putting that question out there.
1: Um, well, in terms of, so I use the iPhone 10 and... Um, I think I like the way that Apple's done it just in, in the pure software side of things. So so they've obviously gone to the whole gesture um idea, which obviously WebOS have done before. Um it's not it's not exactly new, but it's just I feel like that's probably the way that most phones are gonna go now. Um obviously Apple always has an influence on any market answers anyway. Um but I feel like I'd like to see the Android phones do that and take more advantage of the gestures. Um, if that's one thing I find whenever I use like an Android phone, I think, oh, I'm going to switch full time to Android. Is the gestures like I don't ha- like having to use the back button and stuff like that? It, I, I'm really. Sort of used to like um, using these gestures just to flick back in an app. Um, And I know there's like some people prefer the back buttons, it's dedicated, and iOS's back button, the the software ones are a little bit strange. Um, But I think I'm on board with this whole. Full screen edge-to-edge display. Because I think if you go back to another device like that, especially if you use the iPhone X, if you go back to another device that has a button um, or it has big bezels and stuff, it just it feels old, even though it didn't feel old a few months ago or even a year ago. Um, so I think I'm on board with it, but I, I definitely want the Android side to start doing gestures and get rid of that sort of navigation model.
0: Yeah, I don't mind the... Um the audio from it. You mentioned front-facing speakers. I think Apple has done a pretty decent job of getting the uh, the speakers yeah. on the on the iPhone X uh, and even the older models to sound pretty good from the front, even though they're, some of them are firing from the side, which is kind of like they, they have a pretty good stereo field, even though one of them is firing straight at you and one of them is firing perpendicular to you. Somehow, I don't know what they're doing. It sounds pretty good um, right in front of it anyway, but I with Tom that uh, I had to uh, set up my daughter's new iPhone and uh, and it's a it's an older model it's a 6s um, we handed it down when my wife got the got the eight and and uh, I flipped it open, uh, you know, I, or I didn't flip it open. I pressed the button because I'm already, I've already converted to flipping it open. And the black bars at the top of the bottom, I'm like, what's wrong with the black bars? And I realized, oh, that's the bezel. That's, And it's just like, it was It was that. So I do believe it It feels way more natural to just have as much display as possible. I, I, I know that that's a design trend, but I can see the benefit. I do think it's kind of the ideal thing. And I do like the gestures. I much prefer flipping open the phone with my thumb uh, and having it just open open up than pressing the home button not like the home button was a huge burden but it seems that much more natural now i just lift up the phone and flip and it it auto unlocks and i'm using my phone which is seems like that's the ideal way to do it if you can manage it
2: yeah well i'm actually a fan of the back button on android because i'm mostly used to it but i do i think the gestures are a better way to do it like with ios when you have uh the larger phones where the, you, like the done buttons and the back buttons, like the software stuff is, right? That was never comfortable for me. And I have huge hands. And then every time I'd use it, I'd be lost because each app would do it in a slightly different way. So I'm actually kind of glad it's like that side mm-hmm. of it. I'm actually kind of glad that the screen is going to be the whole basically front and, you know, it'll do away with the home button. I think like hopefully the uh, app design is going to kind of follow that and the gestures are actually going to become a thing because... If there's one place you can actually trust Apple with that that kind of stuff, it's gestures. Just looking at the trackpads and macOS, that stuff usually really works. It's going to take a couple of years to figure out, I guess. But yeah, that, that, that I'll agree with. Yeah, but still, come on, man, front-facing speakers, ah, yeah
1: yeah I've, I've, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the rumors say that the next iPhones next year all three of them or whatever the, the rumor is is that they all have that notch and this full screen display, so they're obviously sort of leaning into that um and I think it's funny like like you were saying about your daughter's iPhone, i I get that feeling whenever I open up an app that isn't optimized yeah it's for the, the X same right or the ten so. yeah. yeah it's the same it's
0: like really weird um yeah, yeah. What, what just uh, happened? I, part of my phone just went away, right? You, you get used <laughs> to it really fast. Steven, what do you think about the uh, the f- full screen thing? Yeah, I
3: mean, I, it, I agree with you. It feels like one of those
0: transitions that
3: I don't want to go back the other way, you know, and and the gestures, I'm not in love with it as it seems like the, the rest of the crowd today is. I have struggled a little bit with some RSI issues and I found the home button more comfortable, but I, I'm getting there. Uh, but I feel like apple in particular know, it's it's a first stab at this and i think that you know the gestures on the ten, you know i think there's room for improvement and evolution as time moves on just like the home button did right the home button did one thing in the beginning and by the time apple got rid of it it wasn't even a button anymore it was just a little a little touch sensitive spot that vibrated sometimes and did all these different things and so i'm looking forward to seeing uh seeing where it goes but I think there's definitely a a learning curve. And for me, it's been worth it. It just hasn't been as smooth as I was hoping it would be.
0: Yeah, it's funny um, for this to be a surprise because these devices are essentially all display in the front. Um, But when we look ahead, am I wrong? in thinking that the, the big thing to look ahead to is improvements in OLED. Like, that seems to be what everybody's looking at is just the display tech needs to be better. LG's displays definitely fell down compared to Samsung's displays. And uh, and OLED in general, everybody wants to move to OLED, but OLED's a new technology and it's got issues, you know, getting the color shifting down, uh, getting the, 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 the quality of the display up. Is that the big thing to look for, next year is just, can they make better OLED displays?
2: Well, on the high end, it's going to be better OLED displays. But the thing that kind of interests me most is because in Samsung's phones, the OLED technologies can kind of trickle down to like the mid-tier and even almost the low-tier now. And it's, kind of, it's even like when you... Do a side by side comparison, or like I'll, I don't know, like a Sony low end phone and a Samsung phone, a low end phone with a, a NOLED display. It's just no contest. Like in a store, I imagine if people go into a store and see those two displays side by side, is like where there's like a you know a cheap LC- LCD and a cheap air quotes, uh, OLED display in there. I think that's like a huge advantage Samsung has now. So yeah, but on the high end, yeah, it's gonna, you know, the the whole blue shift thing, which I don't think it's that big of a deal, but yeah, they they have a ways to go. And we all know, like Apple basically paid money up front to LG and somebody else to kind of start manufacturing better OLED displays because those are apparently the future, which is a great thing, but I've been kind of spoiled because I've I've used an OLED display. I actually had the LG was it the Flex that had the OLED display? I had that phone for a while. A terrible OLED display. So anything that's better than that, the, the first sort of generation OLED displays is fine by me. So when I read all of those, you know, if you tilt tilted, stuff turns blue. And I'm like, you haven't seen a bad OLED display yet. If you think that's awful. But yeah. So yeah, but I think OLED is a thing that's absolutely at the forefront.
1: I'm really hoping that LG display is going to step it up next year. Um, yeah. Just on a competitive note, really. I mean, the, at the moment, they have the ability to, to generate great uh, big panels for TVs. And those seem to be the best in their class at the moment compared to Samsung's doing their, their QLED stuff. Um, so it's, it's really strange that they can't do it in such a small, you know, five or six inch form factor. Um, I guess there's there's obviously way more differences um, in creating those panels but i just like to see you know LG step up um, Apple's going to need it because otherwise they're going to have to rely on, on Samsung um, and they're not the best of partners as we've yeah. seen over the years so <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a, definitely a frenemy kind of uh, situation going on there but they've got the best panels yeah, so right now they're buddies but yeah Competition is always good. Well, we'll see where it goes next year. I think uh, it is a year of transition, but kind of uh, at least interesting to watch and, and having having things to write about, the differences when when they're all just good and fine and there's nothing detailed, then what do we write about? You know, we, It's good to have some stories to write about. Yeah, exactly. All right, we've got more to talk about on Download today, but first let me tell you about one of our sponsors. This episode of Download is brought to you by Away. Away is a team of thinkers and designers and seekers. They've made smart... Premium suitcases for less than three hundred dollars, so your luggage doesn't cost more than your plane ticket. And what do you need most while you're traveling? More battery. When you buy an away suitcase, you can charge all your devices while you travel. Both sizes of their carry-on feature USB ports with a battery large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge. I've definitely used this feature in airports and in hotel rooms where it's like, oh god, I'm, I'm about to go well, or in the hotel lobbies, I should say, where it's like, I, I can't plug in, but my phone is about to die, uh, and uh, or my iPad even. And uh, I just use the battery on my suitcase. Sitting at the gate, I don't drain my phone before I get on the flight. I just uh, use the battery. Um, Away bags and accessories are the perfect gifts with a lifetime guarantee and a 100-day trial. So a great gift idea. They're the perfect size and color, lots of different colors, for everyone on your list this holiday season, or you can get an Away gift card if you can't make up your mind. Go to awaytravel.com slash download now and browse Away suitcases, all made with premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance and still incredibly lightweight. There are four different sizes of Away suitcase, the carry-on and the bigger carry-on, and those are the ones with the battery, and they've also got a medium and large suitcase to check uh, at the and uh, or check at, at uh, baggage uh, check-in and uh, put it in the underside of the plane and those don't have a battery because they don't want the battery down there uh, they have nine great colors for you to choose from they all have a fair price they cut out the middleman you're ordering them direct from away so you can get first-class luggage at great coach prices away suitcases have a patent pending compression system great if you're an overpacker Four 360 degree spinner wheels they're compliant with all major u.s airlines and maximize the amount you can pack they've even got a tsa combination lock built in. And a really nice, removable, washable laundry bag. So, while you're staying somewhere, you can stuff your stinky clothes in the bag instead of, like, having them scattered out on the floor or putting them next to your clean clothes. Anyway, there's a lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks in your Away suitcase, they will fix or replace it for life and a 100-day trial with no questions asked in terms of a return policy and free shipping on any order in the United States. So much for being an international episode. There's a a United States deal. Um, Go to awaytravel.com slash download. Use the code download to check out. You'll get $20 off any of their suitcases. Awaytravel.com slash download. Use the code download for $20 off. Thank you to Away for their support. Of this show and all of Relay FM. Charged my iPad in the Chicago airport with that OA suitcase not uh, a month ago. Very nice. All right, let's move on and talk about the world and not America. Again, we have our two <laughs> non US guests here, um, and I thought it might be interesting to, to get their perspective on. When we're talking about technology, what the us bias is. I know I talk to a lot of people from other countries who say things about localization. Anja will always stop me and talk about the lack of Slovenian localization in iOS. For example, <laughs> I see I brought it up Anja so you didn't have to. Um, Thank you. I, I hear from a lot of people about Amazon. A lot of times we cover Amazon stories and Amazon is often in a very limited number of countries doing things like the uh, the echo um, or their video offering. Um, uh, Netflix is almost everywhere. Google is in a lot, of, an awful lot of places. But um, I, I thought I would start there. As as observers outside the U.S., what are the big things that come up in terms of uh, American sort of tech coverage? Assuming everybody's an American when they're not, Anjay.
2: Well, yeah, just the sort of uh, maybe the ubiquity of Amazon. I think is something that's you, you guys just don't see really. <laughs> That Amazon is such a big deal, especially also in tech circles, I guess, because I don't know, because I listen to you guys all the time, so maybe I'm biased the other way. But yeah, so, so Amazon's you you got you just sort of yeah, you know, Amazon did this and Amazon did that, and it kind of feels like if you show an American maybe like like the Amazon product page, the stuff they make, even the hardware, maybe then Apple's uh, site, the, you know, it'd be sort of you'd get this impression that it's sort of they're in the same ballpark. That's an American reference, uh, in the same mm-hmm. ballpark as companies sort of, you know, they, they all sell hardware. They, the Amazon has tablets and then, you know, um, uh, Apple has tablets and computers and stuff. But yeah, the, but over here, it's kind of the way I shop at Amazon is I'll usually go to the UK, uh, Amazon's, uh, store, and then I'll see how much it costs there and what the conversion rate for the pound is which Brexit kind of helped in a way. <laughs> Sorry to say that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll search for that. And then that's the first thing. I'll see the conversion rate. And then the second thing I need to be kind of careful about is, um, do they actually ship to Slovenia? Because some like some articles will ship to Slovenia and some won't. And then when that fails, I'll go to the German uh, Amazon store, which that's the only uh, store where... Amazon has kind of even tr- acknowledged that the rest of the U- Europe exists because you can actually change the language now, which is amazing because it all, it all used to be in German and I took four years of German in high school. I can't speak a word. So now I can, I, I, I actually have the website opened up so you can switch the language to English and then the Netherlands and then Polish, Turkish and Czech. And that's pretty much it. But as long as English is there, I'm fine. But even from Germany, they won't send everything. Even if it's fulfilled by Amazon, they won't send everything to Slovenia. Even though we're all part of the EU. Again, sorry, Tom, Brexit. But <laughs> like, I think that's one of those things where it kind of, you know, it kind of irks me just on that level. Because you guys just say, oh, I'll get it on Amazon. I'm like, well, I probably can get toilet paper shipped sometimes. It depends on the brand, honestly. But and then the other thing that uh, that is is sort of I won't go into the iOS Slovenian language <laughs> thing, but just uh, just know. But uh, um, uh, the, anything that has to do with speech recognition or speech patterns or anything like that, I think in America and even in the UK, it just gets covered as sort of a matter of fact. And then there'll be the, even every presentation, either it's Google, Amazon, Apple, it'll have a slide that will say coming to maybe four other countries or languages and it kind of drops off. And I think it kind of gets forgotten that there's a lot of us out here that, you know, don't fall into those categories. I think with Google Home, you have Google Home countries, and I think it's like seven countries or whatever, and it's usually like Australia and the UK, so that's English, that doesn't count really. (laughs) And yeah, and with Amazon, they're even worse. Like Amazon basically just caters to uh, Americans and British people and Canadians, and then it kind of stops after that.
0: Well, I I wouldn't even say that. The Amazon Echo comes to Canada next month. (laughs)
2: oh okay yeah I, so I did not. yeah okay all this yeah, time yeah.
0: hasn't been in canada which is even a largely english-speaking audience nope it's just not there so i, I think you're right i always hear from canadians are like why are you talking about amazon they're stupid yeah but which not is, in canada but,
2: but amazon's really weird in that respect because like they'll shape like i'll see i'll go on even the like amazon.com because I, I was actually browsing some uh, cheap chromebooks for but article anyway. So I'll, I'll see like they'll ship it from America to Slovenia, which is just insane. Cause you have to pay customs and tax and it just, the price goes way up and it's not even worth it. But like they'll send it to you. Like when I first bought my first Kindle, that was the Kindle two, the one with the keyboard. So I, 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 it was available in the Amazon UK store. So I could have gotten it in Europe, but for some weird reason, I had to get it from the Amazon, like amazon.com and had to pay custom on it and stuff. Like Amazon is real. like they need to have some meetings and like figure (laughs) all this stuff out because it makes no sense. Like it makes no sense. And then they use Android, which of course has every language imaginable. And I don't know if the Amazon stuff is locked. I, I, like, I had a fire tablet a while ago and I don't even remember if it had like a, any other language in American. It probably did, but like, they're just, they're all over the place. Like with Google, you can kind of guess what it's going to be. If they'll support any other language or if they're ship stuff. Like Google's, you know, made by Google store thing, like, I think you can get, like in German, you can buy the Pixel, but they'll just send it to German addresses. You can do that the same in the UK, but then the Italian store won't have the phones, but they'll have Google Home and the Chromecast, or maybe you won't have, like it's a, I don't know what the analogy is, but it's just a mess, honestly. Just meetings, just have more meetings. That that's my solution. Right. Sorry, this is me thing, But uh,
0: <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom, so Tom, you work for the you for the Verge. So you've got a lot of American
1: coworkers. Do you? What, what are the yeah. things that make you go? Oh, bloody Americans! <laughs> like <laughs> well, there's, there's many. Um, but <laughs> the the I say the main one that I notice um, is iMessage is that it's it's a massive thing in America and it matters to many people. But I think, I don't know about Angie, but across Europe, it really doesn't matter that much. Um, yeah, I found yeah. especially in the UK, like most people are using WhatsApp or some other messenger, um, but definitely not iMessage. Um, and it's always a weird disconnect um, that that's like a, a big part of um, a phone buying process in the US and just the culture there. Um, so that's always a weird one. Yeah. Um, But, I I mean, I guess... Britain and the UK and London in particular is like almost an extension of America these days Um, in terms of the products that come here and all that sort of stuff. So the only thing that we can really get annoyed about is if the products don't come here on time. Um, Cause they're usually like a, a couple of weeks later or some months later. Um, So that can be slightly irritating. Um, But I guess it's not as bad as the rest of Europe that, you know, some, some of the countries don't see them at all Um, or they're not localized at all. Um, But yeah, I guess um, that's the main thing I think that I can think of off the top of my head is iMessage. Um, And I think just. The thing in tech is you've obviously got the Silicon Valley bubble and and the American there can be a bit of an American bubble in general sometimes as well Um, and it's just not like it's hard to think about the rest of the world and how these services and these products are used elsewhere um, when you know it's so ingrained in in using something like iMessage for example Um, yeah so that's that's a little bit of an annoyance that they you know the American Writers and even co-workers and stuff, they don't always pick up on that, on the world view.
2: Yeah, it's it's the same here. Like, WhatsApp's the big one, I think. And a lot of people use Viber, or I don't even know how to say that app's name. No, you got it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an it's uh, to me it's just the ugliest messaging app I've ever seen, but like it's so fast and like when when you're sort of you get locked in. But yeah, I, the the way I imagine iMessages to Americans is what WeChat is to the Chinese. Like that's why when when Americans talk about iMessage, like this so all omnipresent thing, it, and it I'm ha- like,
0: it has to be that something about how. American carriers had their relationship with text messages and how people use text messages and that iMessage was piggybacking on the same app as SMS. And so yeah. you, it, yeah. it is something about that must have, have kept people using that app rather than seeking out an alternate app. That, I don't
1: know what. Essentially, um, in Europe, in most places, Europe, carriers um, text messages were free, so everyone used to yeah. use them on on the older Nokia phones. But MMS messages, so rich media messages and group messaging, those weren't always free. So in in the UK's um, case, they the carriers would charge like something like 25 or 50p per message Ugh. if you wanted to send a media message. Um, and obviously, on the US side, that all become came part of your your um, contract. alright, you had to pay or you know, something similar to that to receive.
0: You got a smartphone plan and you got a huge
1: number of them. And so it wasn't a a big issue. So it wasn't a, so group messaging on that SMS platform, MMS, um, was a thing, whereas in the UK it never was. Like people never really, you'd use MMS, but like really rarely. um, Because you knew it wouldn't come out of your your bundle of free messages and stuff. So I think it's just sprung from that. So that's why services like WhatsApp have become popular in Europe and other parts of the world, Um, just through that people wanting to create groups to connect with each other and share those those pictures and stuff because um, it also it was it was a time when whatsapp sort of grew when there wasn't much email or very good email on phones as well so whatsapp sort of sprang up on like the nokia phones and and sort of went away with it yeah yeah
2: they were smart because they went on all the platforms like whatsapp in the beginning really didn't care that much at least for over here, like, they were everywhere, basically.
1: Yeah, and the way they did it was really genius because they basically copied the same UI, the messaging UI of whatever phone you were using yeah. um, and made that app. So even today, it's still tailored to those platforms. Like, Android looks very different to the, um, to the iOS version because so, it's trying to match in with that, with that um, interface and stuff. So it's a really, really clever way of doing it.
0: Uh, before we move on, I'm speaking. Speaking of uh, things Americans do to the rest of the world, I wanted to mention Uber, which is a thing we've inflicted on other parts <laughs> oh, of the world, yeah. including London, where you live, Tom. Um, the there was a hack this week. Just throw it out there. The latest hack: th- 57 million uh, Uber accounts potentially compromised. Yay, more hacks! Hooray! Um, but I wanted uh, really quickly to get your your take on Uber in London. Obviously, Uber uh, had its uh, its license suspended, although it's pending appeal um there's this kind of back and forth between Uber and uh the famous London cab drivers who have the knowledge of, yep. uh, and they take a test and all of that it sounds like there's also a, a real sort of socioeconomic and background kind of clash because a lot of the Uber drivers are immigrants whereas a lot yep. of the the cab drivers are uh are English and uh so yep. what what's your what's yep. what's your story from the ground there how do you think that's all going to work out
1: yeah Uber's a really interesting one so uh, um, so we obviously have the black cabs in London. They've had like that monopoly, like, like they do in many places mm-hmm. in Europe as well, and, and obviously in the US as well. Um, so we've had those for years. Um, the, the difference between the two is that essentially the black cabs and their their problems with Uber is that they've spent years um, learning something called the knowledge, um, which basically means you know all the shortcuts around London, you know the you know points of interest and where people want to go, essentially, whereas Uber drivers will just use the GPS and rely on that. So they might not always be going a great route. They might not always really know where they're going, um, full stop. Um, yeah. So those those are the, the sort of two different camps. And obviously, you're going to pay a lot more for a black cab um, than you are on Uber. Um, and I don't think I'm really sympathetic to either of them. Um because I think Uber is obviously it's, it's business model across the world and in London and everywhere else is just to undercut uh, to monopolize, to then monopolize and have that customer base to then raise prices. Like that's, that's a clear, that's clearly their business, um, their business case. Um, and obviously the black cabs are not willing to put their prices down because they're used to having that monopoly. So it's like, there's a big clash. Um, and I think, like the transport for London, obviously revoked the license um, and all that. But I think that's more of a—they're trying to throw their weight around a little bit—and and and they're saying it's under the whole, you know, safety thing, but i don't know if i fully believe that that's the real the real reason for it um and i, I guess we well, yeah what's going to happen like th- th- it's a very it's a very weird situation because yes you, like you say the, uh, like most of the um uber drivers in london are immigrants um and most of the cab drivers are white british um um drivers and come from the local areas and that sort of stuff um but yeah like I don't know he's I don't know exactly what's gonna happen, but I feel like Uber's still probably gonna be in London. Um and also I'm not sure whether they can stop it from operating outside of London because it's just the Transport for London Authority. So I don't know what happens to the rest of England, Scotland, Wales and, and elsewhere, even though it's not used in many of those regions anyway like london is the the, the main place right. um but yeah i mean i use it a bunch um i have used it a bunch i don't particularly i don't think the company's that great um ethically and like culturally um they seem to have done a bunch of not very good things. <laughs> yep. um, obviously, we, we've seen the hack. Um, the thing you would normally do is notify your users and notify the authorities. They've obviously paid a hundred thousand um, dollars to you know try and cover that up almost. Um, and like, I think the new Uber CEO um, is doing a good job. Like, I think that's what they needed. Um, he just needs to upend the company and like change the culture and you know, root out these people that have been doing all this. Um, all these bad decisions, essentially. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like I don't, Uber's a strange one because I think their business model is interesting. Um, I can see what they're trying to do. They're, 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 they're doing a good job, but I think they're just going about it the wrong way. Um and the the problem in London is that we don't have any competition for Uber. Um there are a few apps that try and offer a similar sort of thing. Um but we don't have Lyft. Right. So it's not like you're in San Francisco where you can, you know, choose between the two.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people who've just switched and of course all the drivers do both, which means there's competition yeah. among customers and competition among drivers for who, yeah. who, which is the, that undercuts the Uber's model of like, well, they're not really employees, they're contractors. And, you know, the, the nice thing about that is that means that they, uh, that, uh, the drivers can also drive for the other guy too, which is kind of interesting. Yeah.
1: I think Uber has like a lot of benefits. Like it's, it's great if I want my daughter or my girlfriend to, um, To jump in a in a car and go somewhere, and I know I can track them and that sort of like for a safety thing. Like in London, it's 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 like, you know, it's a it's a good thing for that. Um, But yeah, like I I I just question their business model a little bit.
0: Well, we'll see. I, I'm with you. Everything I've read about the London situation, it seems very much like the first stories were cataclysmic. Like, oh, Uber Uber lost its license. Oh, it's going to be out of London. And then everything I've read since then is, or they're just negotiating and they'll make it work <laughs> yeah. somehow. I'm sure they'll stay. Yeah, like, I, I can't imagine.
2: Well. Yeah, I was I was there last week, and I, you know, they're they're still operating. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. They,
0: they, there's too much
2: money to be made there. They'll
0: do what they need to do, I suppose, to stay as well. Um, let's. Uh, I have one more topic, of course, and a, and a wacky story to talk about, too. But I, uh, before we do that, let me take another break and tell you about our other sponsor. This episode of Download is brought to you by Simple Contacts. If you wear contact lenses, please listen to this message. Simple Contacts is the easy way to renew your contact lens prescription online. You can complete their online self-guided vision test in less than five minutes. You don't have to leave your house no more doctor's offices or waiting rooms now this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam but your vision test will be reviewed by licensed ophthalmologists the idea here is you can get a uh, a, an easy renewal of that prescription and get more contacts they offer all the lens brands you love there are options for astigmatism multifocal lenses colored lenses and more you'll be able to order exactly what you need I have very weird lenses and they totally had them and it wasn't a big deal at all Um, just wherever right from your uh, phone whenever you want. The vision test is $30, just for comparison, an appointment without insurance could cost you over $150. The expiring HSA dollars can be used by the end of the year if you have an HSA. Now, Stephen, I believe you ordered some simple contacts? I have. It's great. You uh, just open up the app and it uses
3: uh, the camera and you kind of set your phone up, set up on a nightstand and did the vision test wearing my contacts so they could confirm that my Prescription was right. I feel like I could trust it because I know there's a human being on the other end of it that's going to to verify that it's correct. And uh, got the verification, ordered the contacts I wanted, they carry the brand I want, and uh, they were at my doorstep a few days later.
0: Thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. So w- rather than if, you're, uh, if your vision is stable, uh, you don't necessarily need to pay to go through that whole process again just to get another set of contact lenses. And you can get $30 off those contact lenses by going to simplecontacts.com slash download and entering download at checkout. That's simplecontacts.com slash download and use download for $30 off. Thank you to Simple Contacts for sponsoring this show and also giving uh, contacts to Stephen Hackett. He can see things. It's good. It's good to see things. Um now, time for the story. you might have missed a story that may have flown under your radar, but might be worth mentioning. Are you worried about how much water you may be wasting? How much water you're using? I live in California. We have a drought all the time absolutely. Uh, I'm watching the clock when I'm in the shower or when my daughter is in the shower forever because she's a teenager and she doesn't understand that we're in a drought. Um, there is a company called Buoy Labs that has this cute blue water monitor thing that you attach to your home water line and it monitors usage. So if you just get the water bill every three months and you're like, oh, I guess we use water and then you just don't worry about it, it's very hard to get a real perception of how much water you're using. Buoy Labs med- Measures the water flowing into your home, uploads that data to the custom company servers using a Wi-Fi. So you've got and your home water consumption is now graphable and chartable. Uh, people who are life loggers, you know, you can control, you can see how much water you're using now in your house, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it's seven ninety nine. Uh, so that's, you got to save, save a lot of money on water to offset the cost of it. But I do know a lot of people who uh, will feel like the benefit will be to regulate their use um, because they're concerned. It's not about saving money necessarily as much as it is about being aware of how much water they're using and cutting back on the water use. If you live someplace like where I live, where it's a bad, bad thing. Stephen, you picked this story. What do you think? cute. I did. I I think it's really expensive. <laughs> it's really, yeah, this is the kind of thing that every, everybody should have one eventually. Right. But it should also then at that point, just be kind of, it comes with your water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They say they can use machine learning to like figure out
3: what the water is going to, because, you know, like uh, different things, we use different flow rates and they can say, well, this is a shower, this is a dishwasher. Ooh. I'd be very curious to know how accurate that is. That seems like a very difficult problem, but uh, if they can pull it off, then, hey, uh, that
0: that's great, but... Yeah, eight hundred bucks. Ouch! Yeah, shocker. California company doing it. We are a little water obsessed here in California, uh, for for good it's reasons. It's going to
2: be that like that juice machine, and then you're going to figure out you'll be able to do it with a sensor and a phone. Yeah, just <laughs> we'll just <laughs> squeeze
0: like. the squeeze the water pipe and figure it out. It's fine. That's <laughs> fine. It'll all work. Um, our last topic for this episode, uh, we so Thanksgiving in the United States is traditionally the start of the holiday. Season, and that means the shopping season. Now, um, tr- I say traditionally because at this point I feel like the holiday season starts, I don't know the end of july i mean it just keeps creeping further and further back but this is the official start uh the the uh the big shopping day is uh, black friday which is coming up on friday it's a it's a dark day where people shop and it's awful that's why it's black friday i think um and and so i just wanted to take a, a quick moment and and pick the brain of our guests if there are any particular things that you would recommend listeners uh, give as gifts or things that you want as gifts, or uh, alternately, if you think tech gifts uh, and, ca- and holiday gift guides for tech are bad, I would be willing to indulge that, too. I'm open <laughs> to that. I've been, I've been a tech writer for a long time. Sometimes you get really sick of writing those holiday gift guide stories. Uh, Tom, what do you think about, uh, are there, is there anything out there that you think, oh, this might be a fun uh, gadget or gift?
1: Yeah, I think I think the the pop-rons obviously going to be echo dot this year. Um hmm. just cuz of the prices and stuff. But I think they're probably not,
2: not that over here. Last
1: year. <laughs> no, no, not not there. <laughs> um I guess the the snare's classic is quite fun. Any of the chrome cross um stuff like that. The 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 Rokus as well. Um yeah, like the, those sort of gadgets seem like the sort of tech side of gifts or even like um, an anchor power pack, that, you know, those sort of things. That, oh, yeah. Because a, a lot of people are starting to use those now because um, phone battery life is just terrible. Um, okay, I guess if you've got an iPhone uh, 10 user, or maybe a fast wireless charger or something like that would be would be a pretty good gift. Oh, that's a nice idea. Um, yeah, I'm, I think that's probably the only ones, though, that I'd, I'd personally be interested in
0: yeah yeah i don't think tech gifts are necessarily as bad as uh like giving somebody when i was a k- kid my parents would uh when i was a teenager my parents would try to give me like a like a like an album like a cd or a tape and it was like oh yeah. boy parents t- trying to give me an album that is not ever gonna go well That's like well you, you know this is modern music no it's it is but it's nothing i like like it's a bad idea or getting socks or a sweater tech gifts are like a, a cut above that usually <laughs>
1: But, yeah, I can imagine most kids just want, like, I don't know, like, some credit for the yeah. app store mm-hmm. well. That's, <laughs>
0: Yeah, my son would pretty much take uh, all of his gifts in Steam credit or App Store credit, <laughs> and he'd be happy with that. Anjay, what about you? What's uh, w- Any thoughts about holiday tech gifts?
2: Yeah, well, my my, my girlfriend basically barred me from buying her any tech gifts. Oh, nice. Cause I'm, yeah, tech writers. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but I did get her one anyway. Cause <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. But so I had to compensate that with another gift. Basically, I had to get her two gifts. So, uh, but I actually got her like a Fitbit. Cause I think that's one of those things where, you know, with wearables, it kind of, I can sort of get away with recommending, recommending the, that kind of stuff. Cause it's not technically like a tag gift. Cause it doesn't really plug into anything and you kind of wear it. So you, there's a sort of a fashion element there. that's like, I think that's how the Apple watch kind of works. You know, you can kind of pretend that it's a, like a fashion accessory, but it still plugs in at some point. Well, it doesn't plug in, but you still need to charge it. So yeah, I think like the, some, some sports tracker thing, I think it's, mm. it's a big deal uh, now. And yeah, like Tom said, like a Chromecast, I think that's also great as far as tech goes. Cause it's like inexpensive and it's awesome. Uh, uh, like I, I'm a very much a believer in the Chromecast thing because I have a smart TV and I, I just use the Chromecast all the time. <laughs> so I'm trying to just get people to do that, uh, basically. And, uh, and then I'll say it, but like maybe tablets, like just any kind of tablet now, because even the Android ones, which are still terrible, but I think they're not as terrible if you get a decent one where it won't ruin the experience for the person. And then maybe they'll see that they need an ipad <laughs> i think that's the gateway <laughs> the gateway thing to an, an actually a good tablet i don't know there's some you know asus ones where you kind of can give it to a parent or a grandparent and they'll they'll be they'll be able to manage honestly but yeah i think like tech gifts we're we the only idiot, idiots that basically do that i think normal people just buy normal stuff yeah. but i i have a
1: it feels like this year that the tech gifts or, like, the gadgets aren't, like, they're basically the same as last year. Like, there's no, like, killer tech gift this year, because um, it seems like we're recommending the same stuff that yeah. we probably would have done a year ago, right? Which is, yeah. which is interesting.
0: But. Did, did that R2-D2 come out this year? I mean, there's, like, because there was the BB-8 a couple of years oh, yeah. ago, and there's, like, I think an R2-D2 this year or something, but that's, uh, yeah. There'll, there'll I, be a Furby was... of the year, right? There's always a Furby. <laughs>
2: I will say, though, like, I think you can get somebody a phone now, which didn't use, like, a phone that where they won't hate phones from, you know, a phone that costs maybe 200 euros or dollars, right? That's an expensive give. I get that. But before, you couldn't really buy somebody a phone as a Christmas, unless you spent, you know, like, a good chunk of money, right? But now on the Android side, you'd get, like, I don't know, like a Motorola G5, which is a decent phone for somebody that just wants a smartphone that works. And you can pay like below like 200 euros for that. And I think that's kind of new because you can actually, if you know somebody that has a really crappy phone, you can get them a less crappy phone that kind of is above (laughs) the, you know, minimum requirements for a smartphone. And I think that wasn't the case before. Like before, you needed to spend like eight hundred euros or seven hundred euros for a flagship, basically, and that's just insane. I don't know like what your ha- households are like, but that seems insane to me as a Christmas present. But you know, one hundred and fifty euros, two hundred euros for a phone that doesn't really, really, really suck—it just kind of sucks. That that's that that's new this year, and maybe that started last year. But yeah, I'll
0: uh, throw out one, which is the. uh the Kindle Paperwhite. If you're in a country yeah. where you can get a Kindle and there's a Kindle store, and you've got somebody who doesn't have a tablet and it seems resistant to that, but reads, um, I, I'm still a believer. I have a Kindle. I have many Kindles, but let's just say I have one Kindle, and uh, and uh, you know I, I love it. And the Kindle Paperwhite is uh, ninety dollars. It will probably be dramatically discounted in a few days <laughs> at some point that happens. <laughs> and it's really good. It's not their high end one, but it doesn't matter. It's really good. It lights itself. The screen is not nice high resolution and uh it's super easy to buy and read books on it and that's that's a fun gift if you've got somebody who's a reader and is not super into tech i think it's easy enough to use that they would uh it's you know got a touch screen that they would uh, they would get into it i have one question for anja about his girlfriend which is is she yeah. somebody who's already um already a fairly like active fit person because the danger yes. in giving her a Fitbit would be if you were saying <laughs> you need to get off the couch
2: <laughs> no no, no. no. Mm. <laughs> yeah no no she she's a very active person okay so it's like so measure I, the I thing knew... you're
0: already doing i'm not saying anything just measure it's
2: fine it's... no she actually appreciated it. she's been using it and and she likes it so and i did get her the uh the names the fitbit names see i'm not gonna remember now but it's the one that just has the five leds because she doesn't want anything uh, with a screen and a gps thing in it so it's just non-tech she wanted it's something
0: just a simple yeah. band
2: mm. Yeah, yeah, basically. The, yeah, the, she wanted one. one like She she expressed it like a half a year ago that if she ever would wear one of those, no screen, no GPS, just maybe a step counter. And when she goes on the bike and stuff like that, and that's what I got. And she seems happy with it. So I I've, I survived, basically, which is what I'm saying. Congratulations. So, yeah. I think that's Thank the you. Fitbit Flex, maybe. Yes, yes, the Flex. Just has the five dots yes, on it. Yes, All right. yes, that's the one. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's good. I suspect, Stephen, that we're going to be talking about holiday gifts some more in the next month because what else are we going to be talking about? It's it's, the, it's inevitable. It's spend and in fact that's what to look out for in the week ahead, it, it, especially in the United States. Spend, spend, spend. There'll be lots of savings that aren't savings. We're going to have to get somebody from the wire cutter back on to tell you no those <laughs> deals aren't good deals cuz they're not almost ever. Judge.
2: Jason, j- just let me say, just so you know how how far along the whole uh, globalization of the world is, we now have Black Friday, basically. Yeah,
0: you have Black Friday. Even though you don't have Thanksgiving, you have Black Friday. Well, I'm, I'm so- yes. I apologize and, for all of America. Yeah. We're really sorry.
2: <laughs> and Cyber Monday. Mo- wow. Well,
0: that's the best yeah, day of the, the year, the- Cyber Monday. <laughs> it's when all the cybers come out on Monday. Yeah, we we, the we followed water.
1: the the tradition um, in ASDA, which I f- I believe is is owned by Walmart actually as well. Um, we followed the tradition of doing Black Friday, and I think they've kind of stopped doing it this year because people like the Walmart people um, would go and beat each other up over TVs. Oh yeah, TV, yeah, so oh, that'll that'll totally happen. They kind of stopped doing it's that.
0: Not good. It's, it's not It's not... The, the consumer violence is very bad. All right. Uh, <laughs> that brings us, scary, to the end of this edition of Download. Andrzej Tomic, where can people find the stuff that you do?
2: I have a English feed for my uh, podcast, which is at stormingmortal.com. And I'm also on Twitter, which Jason's going to say my handle because he likes saying it.
0: AtomicXX.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Which makes sense when you look at my name and last
1: name. It, it does.
2: feel the need feel the need to explain that every time but yeah that's pretty much it yeah
1: uh tom where can people find the stuff you do uh, so i'm obviously at the verge so the verge.com um i'm also on twitter um which is just tom warren yeah very, For one
0: word. very nice you got your name on twitter <laughs> it's pretty good pretty sweet yeah. and uh stephen hackett thank you very much as always you bet have a good thanksgiving yeah you too turkeys i'm gonna eat some turkey So, Mm -hmm. take that. Uh, And I have been your host, Jason Snell. I will be eating turkey. And then I will see you next week. And until then, we will be eating turkey and also watching the headlines, so you won't have to. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye -bye. Bye Bye-bye.